Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're thankful for yet another opportunity that he has provided for us to be in his midst. Amen. And we are glorifying God. So let us go right into prayer and then we'll get into the word that the Lord gave for tonight. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, we thank you tonight for what you are doing in a time such as this. God, we are thankful that you would speak to us, that you would take the time to fellowship with us. You will guide, you will restore, you will revive, you will refresh, you will do all the things needed, oh God, for us to realize that you are there and you always will be, even to the end of this earth. God, we thank you tonight. And God, we pray that you will speak to us in a manner that we receive all you are pouring out. That we will have life-changing experiences, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That we will walk in obedience. You will walk in your power and authority that will walk by faith and not by sight. Lord God, we pray that this word is all you and you alone, Jesus. Thank you. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. That's be the name of the Lord. The Lord has a word for us. And the word is, it's time to grow up and act like a child. It's time to grow up and act like a child. If you notice the word child is exceptionally small. And because a child always takes the lowly position. It's time to grow up and act like a child. If you have any desire to be in a right relationship with God, you need to be like a child. So what are we saying? It's time to grow up and act like a child. Let's go. What we see here, a child is a young human being between birth and puberty. Human offspring, a son or daughter of human parents. Somebody, and this is the definition we're holding on to for tonight. Number three, somebody not yet of age. Somebody under a legally specified age who is considered not to be legally responsible for his or her action. Someone who's not legally responsible for his or her actions. I have a neighbor who parked their car on the street. And these two kids under the age of 15 took their mother's car without her knowing, drove the car and crashed into his parked vehicle. They drove off, tried to hide, but they didn't realize that he saw the car, he saw the plate, and he saw where they went. He followed them. And when he found them, he found that they were underage. So what did he do? He stopped talking to the children and he went to the parent of the child to get his car fixed. Why? Because the children were not responsible for their own actions. They weren't working. So they couldn't repair the vehicle. So they went to the parent. So this is what we find. You need to get to this place where you understand just like a child, as a child of God, we are not responsible for what we do. What do you mean, Pastor Sean? That doesn't make any sense. It makes every bit of sense. When we hear scripture that says, be still 
and know that he is God. That is saying that the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. A child looks to their parents because they know the parent is supposed to provide. The parent is supposed to do. The parent, the parent, the parent. The focus is always on so when you see the title, it's time to grow up and act like a child. Some of us are not spiritually mature yet. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Child definition. This word has considerable latitude of meaning in scripture. Thus, Joseph is called a child at the time when he was probably about 16 years of age. And Benjamin is so called when he was about 30 years of age. Solomon calls himself a little child when he came to the kingdom. The descendants of a man, however remote, are called his children, as the children of Edom, the children of Moab, the children of Israel. In the earliest times, mothers did not wean their children till they were from 30 months to three years old. <laughs> And the day on which they were weaned was kept as a festival day. 1 Samuel 1, 22-24, Matthew 21 and 16. At the age of five, children began to learn the arts and duties of life under the care of their fathers. To have a numerous family was regarded as a mark of divine favor. Figuratively, the name is used for those who are ignorant or narrow-minded. When I was a child, I spake as a child. Brethren, be not children in understanding, however, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Children are also spoken of as representing the simplicity, lest it be the name of the Lord, and humility. And that's where our focus is on tonight. Children are also spoken of as representing simplicity and humility. Believers are children of light and children of obedience. What are we saying? It's time to grow up and act like a child. Grown up, according to the dictionary, having reached the age of maturity, characteristic of or suitable adults, grown-up behavior. You know, I, what makes me laugh is when people act a fool and then when you try to correct them, they tell you, I'm grown. Age don't mean you've grown. Age simply means you've been here for a period of time. Grown is identified by what is taking place between your two ears or not taking place between your two ears. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today's Christian soldier looks like this. Today's Christian soldier looks like this. We complain, we murmur, we fight, we got issues. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, warning against falling away. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you 
because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. We need to become spiritually mature, but yet we need to be like a child. What do I mean? What do I mean? I'm going to find out in a second. Now, the church growing to be like God or recycling immaturity of self-protection. If you look at the green arrows pointing upward, this is the energy directed toward building up the body into the fullness of Christ. Of course, by the Holy Spirit, which leads to love. It leads to peace, unity, service, forgiveness, relationships, son and the father. Here we go. We get in the midst. We get involved. We mess it all up because we need human identification. We got separate tabernacles. We compete. We got chaos going on. We got division. And it's all sprung about by this terrible word called pride. Energy directed against one another, defending turf and doctrine. In the midst of what we believe to be true, we lose out on the things of God. Lean not to your own understanding, right? Now, there are three phases of Christian maturity. Three phases. And the scripture to back me up on this is taken from Hebrews chapter 5, 11 through 14, we just read. Hebrews 6, verses 1 through 3, and 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. These are the verses to back up what I'm about to say to you. Classification, new child. These are the phases of Christian maturity. Classification, new child, baby Christian, characteristic. You're going to receive. A baby can only receive. Right? The focus and comprehension in this phase is the cross and forgiveness. What, is, what does that look like in the activity of a person that's in the new child or baby Christian phase? Looks to God for what he has done and can give. You're looking to God for what he has done and what he can give you. That's to be the name of the Lord. The second phase, you're maturing. You moved on from the new child, baby Christian phase. You're maturing a little bit, right? If you were a little boy, you start to see the beard coming in. It looks like dirt on your face, but it's actually hair. Yeah, you're getting there, right? Classification, young Christian, you walk in power. Walk in power. The focus and comprehension, the resurrections and, and eternity in heaven. So basically now you're not focusing on, oh, you know what? I sinned yesterday. God forgive me. You moved on. So you know what? I got a place in heaven. And I need to figure out how to get there. What does the activity of a maturing Christian look like? Looks to God for what he is doing and can empower you to do. When you are mature, you are now saying, God, you got to work for me. You have a purpose for my life. 
How are you going to get me to fulfill that purpose? That's the maturing Christian. Now, number three. That's where we all want to be. The destiny Christian. The characteristic duplicates and multiplies. Duplicates and multiplies. You are about evangelism. You are about God is good and his mercies endure forever. And I need people to do and know that. So I'm going to spread this word so that more people are doing and multiplying what we're doing. Right? The focus and comprehension, the son's eternality and our destiny. God, his kingdom, that's my portion. That's where I'm going. How does the activity of a person in this destiny Christian phase, what does it look like? Looks to God for who he is and always has been. You want this deep relationship with God and you want to experience it. You want more of him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The gospel of Mark. It says this, Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. The little children in Jesus. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He was big mad, right? He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. The thing about a child, and we're going to talk about it in a moment. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see how this breaks down. We have got to become like children in the sense that God can use us. God can talk to us. Do you ever spank a child? Those of you who are parents, or those of you who have nieces and nephews or cousins, whatever, you ever spank a child and then the child huff and puff and blow the house down? But not even two minutes later, what does that child do? Comes right back to you. That is what is being talked about here. You understand that God chastens whom he loves. God corrects whom he loves. God is doing this because he loves you. Not because he hates you. But if you are of a humble and lowly spirit, like a child in that sense, when it happens, you go right back to God because you understand just like a child always goes back to the parent, so you go back to God because you understand that he is your portion. He is your portion. The gospel according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 18 the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name, guess what? Welcomes me. 
whatever you do, do it like a child. And whatever you do towards a child, you are doing it to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up and start acting like a child. Because if you do not have the capability to act like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble, children are humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We've got to get this into our spirits, into our minds, and become actions. You need to be like children before God. Children before God. Look, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who, excuse me, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person to whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better you enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Not my words. Not my words. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> Not my words. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So as we move on, I want to show this to you. The parable of the wandering sheep, right? The parable of the wandering sheep. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. Again, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. It's time to grow up and act like a child. Because all provision is made for the children of God. Children of God. What do I mean? It's time to grow up. Spiritual maturity. What do I mean? Nurturing and clay. Nurturing is like sculpting. A young child is very pliable, like clay. We can mold and shape it as we wish. However, after very long, the clay begins to dry and the child begins to grow up and maintains the form you've made. That is how nurturing affects a child's development. So when you are allowing God to work on you, to mold you, to shape you, 
to form you, to guide you, to lead you. Eventually, that, that clay is going to harden and it's going to become a vessel that God can work through. But you first have to be, first have to be pliable like clay. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand, according to Isaiah 64, verse 8. You are the Lord. You are the Lord of our life. You have control. Shape us, Lord, in the manner by which you find pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The potter and the clay. So here's the question. How moldable are we? Has God's word transformed you? Molded you into what he wants? Not what we want? He is the potter. And we are to be moldable clay in his hands. Much like this molding clay that I have here in my hands. You've got to be at a place. You've got to be at a place where God can mold you. And children are best representative of this circumstance, this condition. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you moldable? Are you pliable? Are you leaning to your own understanding? Are you looking to God? The potter's clay, God's sovereignty. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. God is the potter. We are a jars in his hand, stubborn and obstinate jars. Yes, that's us. We can learn several lessons from this metaphor. God reigns above all facts. He rules all creation. Yes, he does. He has a purpose for each one of us. Absolutely. We are free to either accept or break. This is true. His work in us. You better believe it. God's purpose for this world will be fulfilled either if we accept to be his jars or not. You cannot stop the work of God. You can be a portion of it. You can be a piece of it. You can be a participant in it but you most certainly can't stop it. The best way to put it is either get on the train or get run over by it. But either way, the train is moving. The choice is up to us. The choice is up to us. And the reason why we are on this clay piece is because according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, we have this treasure in jars of clay. And the reason why we need to be like children, because we saw it before, that children are representative of clay. In the sense that clay can be molded. Clay can be shaped. Clay can be formed. Clay can be put together. Clay has purpose. Clay has use. Clay is... When, it's, when it turns into a jar, it becomes a vessel. And a vessel is used to hold things. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God will pour into a vessel of honor if it's prepared 
to hold what he's going to pour. And if you create an atmosphere where you are allowing yourself to be a vessel for the purposes of God, God most certainly will pour into you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Blessed be the name of the Lord. These are my brief words tonight. These are my brief words. And I'm saying this to us tonight. We need to get to this place where we grow up and act like a child. Grow up and start acting like a child. Get to a place of spiritual maturity where God can use you. And it's not all about you, but it's about God. Grow up and act like a child. God bless you all. In Jesus' name.